1: I'm your host, Dr. Mark Spalkaran, and it's my pleasure to welcome back to the podcast a couple of guests that we had on last year to speak about, not a book, but an important development in the field, definitely pertinent to scholarship um, and all things Indic, uh, particularly in the wonderful land of Canada. You may have heard of it. Um, uh, this is about a... a, a a conference called the Canadian South Asian Studies. uh, It's held by the Canadian South Asian Studies Association. And my guests are, of course, uh, uh, Drs. Julie Vig of York University and uh, Andrea Farron of McGill. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast.
0: Hi, thank thank you. you. It's really great to be back. It's great to be here. Thank you.
1: So in our last discussion, we were able to learn about the founding and the, the journey and the, 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 the COVID-marred um, journey, <laughs> infused journey of, of, of the founding of this, this conference. But do you want to say a quick word, perhaps um, those who are interested in the, in the, in the in-depth the journey can perhaps reference last year's podcast? Uh, but maybe say a quick word about the organization and its aims and what it's all about.
0: Oh, oh I, I just Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So SISA, uh, um, actually, we are a, a bilingual association. So it's the Canadian South Asian Studies Association, uh, or the Association Canadienne d'Études Asiatiques, um, is a scholarly association affiliated with the Canadian Federation for the Humanities. Um, and so this year, I um, mean, very soon in two weeks, uh, CISASA, CISASA will host its second annual meeting um, on May 27, 28, and 29 um, at the Federation's annual Congress at York Uni- University at, at Toronto. So this year, unlike last year, um, our first conference was online, but this year our format encompasses hybrid uh, panels and roundtables that are. Um, that will be simultaneously in person and virtual.
1: It really seems that hybrid conferences are really becoming the norm, isn't it? The number of conferences that I've come across, in, in, in the field of South Asian studies, there are um, folks attending in person and online. Um, do you have any sense of whether that is sort of the, uh, the, the, the COVID off-ramp strategy for the association, or do we feel that this is something that might stay?
2: Um, thank you for that, Raj. So yeah, the um, Federation for the Social Science and Humanities uh, you know, proudly sends around its um, description of the Congress. And I think last year it said something like, you know, over 70, but participants from over 70 countries participated. This year, you know, participants with over 80 countries. And so I think that if we can find any silver lining in the so-called COVID off-ramp, certainly having hybrid webinars, conferences has to be pretty high on the list um, from a scholarly perspective. Uh, and for our association, one of the key aims of sasa accessa is to link colleagues at all levels of career stages in canada more readily who are working on south asian studies who may be in situations where um you know resources are somewhat limited at their institution where they may be the only colleague offering curriculum and doing research related to south, south asian studies and so having Um, having participation facilitated through hybrid format is just wonderful. Having said that, though, you know, the organization was founded in 2019. This will be the first time in 2023 that we are actually meeting in person. So I am absolutely thrilled to think about seeing all of our colleagues together. um, And at the same time, we will be having colleagues who will be participating from as far away as Hong Kong uh, virtually in the presentation format. So it's it's really exciting.
1: Fantastic. Want to say a little bit about maybe um how folks can participate or maybe along those same lines who the conference is for.
2: Uh thank you for that again, Raj. Um so uh the 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 first point would be hopefully, you know, come on down to Congress. We'll we'll be there um with um uh, lots of fabulous colleagues and interesting papers, and uh, some refreshments. We have a business meeting, so we hope that the you know people will actually come to York in person, and take advantage of this very precious opportunity to meet uh, in Toronto uh, in a couple of weeks, as Julie mentioned. Um, then, otherwise, uh, for those who wish to participate in Congress. Uh, you know, uh, paying the registration fees and formally joining, you know, the 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 um, uh, uh, um, uh, the membership and such uh, is is uh, uh, expected. Um, we are also um, thinking about um, uh, how to include members as well. So, for those who are members of CSASA Excessa but can't travel to Toronto, we want to find ways to integrate folks. Uh, 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 into the conference proceedings as well, which will be going over three days this year. Um, So uh, we hope that everybody will um, uh, uh, watch out for an announcement about this, hopefully on the CSASA L listserv. Um, So for those of us uh, who are already members, you will be receiving these emails, but for those who would like to perhaps join the listserv uh, and stay uh, um, abreast of this, if you search for CSASA, C-S-A-S-A, uh, hosted by Athabasca University, um, you're very welcome to apply for membership for the Listserv. Um, and so then we can you know, communicate directly about how to get involved.
1: Uh, we will or have, I suppose, in the timeless time of podcast land, we have included in the podcast notes um, uh, both links for the conference um, and also for, there's a note in there about how to join the Listserv. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. So the conference itself is taking place um you know many of you may hear this fairly close to the date or maybe even pass the date but it is uh, uh may the 27th and the 28th we will expedite this recording and ensure that it comes up before that date of course and the 29th
2: uh, we're three 29th, days actually yeah i think and Julie to talk about That yes
1: excellent so do we want to say a little bit about um, types of papers, types of presentations that, that folks can expect, or the types mm-hmm. of panels, and some, some thematic mm-hmm. uh, comments?
0: So overall this year, um, we uh, it was really important for us that um, CISASA, CISASA uh, be in line with the theme of Congress. Uh, which is uh, Reckonings and Reimaginings. And um, it was also important that the uh, association make efforts to think about that theme of Congress of Reckonings and Reimaginings in the context of South Asia, um, diasporic South Asian communities, and also um, emerging social justice uh, movements. So uh, when we uh, put together our call for paper, it was we were particularly interested to um to receive proposals we're interested in scholarship uh that critically engages uh with discourses on decoloniality anti-casteism and climate justice um but we're also hoping to receive proposals uh concerns with post um and decolonial literatures um particularly those proposals um questioning power structures um and centering the voices and narratives of those who have been historically uh, excluded from knowledge productions, which we did. We received a lot of uh, very many excellent proposals. And of course, um, thinking about the Congress theme of Reckonings and Reimaginings uh, for us, of course, um, uh, does not only apply to contemporary South Asia, uh, we have received beautiful proposals dealing with um, all of these uh, issues, questions and topics in relation to pre-modern. Um, South Asian histories and uh, literature so the response to our call for paper went beyond our expectations so um, we had as uh, Andrea mentioned we had to extend our two-day conference Um, and so now we have 12 panels and two round tables over three full days so on May 27, 28 and 29 and we have a total of 40 presenters from Canada the U.S., uh, Pakistan, India, Hong Kong, like Andrea said, and Czech Republic. Um, okay, so- can I
1: can I can I interject just briefly yeah. before you continue with the thematic? First of all, that's great. Congratulations. That's a good problem to have when there are when when there's the you know there, there, there's a robust response and it's not just uh, quantity but quality. There are you know there are a lot of high grade um, submissions. So amazing, rather than say no to a bunch of amazing uh proposals, we're like let's just add a day <laughs> so kudos for that decision and um it sounds like uh this initiative is thriving mm-hmm.
0: would you say? Uh, I think so I mean compared to Good. to 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 last year, it seems like we're we're growing um and um and also this year, um one thing that makes things a little easier for us is that um we uh, we are very lucky to have received some like fundings beyond our membership dues which will allow us to uh to feed uh, our attendees a little bit and also to pay people to help andrea and i um help and i help us like run everything smoothly Um, And so the the funding comes from three sources, so uh, York has been generous, Um, the the York's uh, Faculty of Liberal Arts and Professional Studies, um, uh, L-A-N-P-S, give us some money. And as well as the York Center for Asian Research, YCAR, which you may uh, already know. And finally, my home department, the Department um, for um, of Humanities at York University. So we're very grateful this year to have a little bit more money um, beyond uh, the membership dues, uh, which allows us to be part of Congress and to um, to pay for, for everything.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. And for those of you listening, um, I'm just going to butt in and... Uh, On their behalf as their pro bono promoter, let's continue this. Let's see what institutions out there may well be interested in hosting and funding and being involved Um, um, as probably most of the listeners know. I really enjoy projects and, and, and building things and creating change and let's contribute to this critical mass of, of, of scholars um, uh, communing uh, in, 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 in the, the niche nation of Canada. (laughs) And and
2: uh, if I could just jump in there for a second um, uh, to um, uh, build on this. So the the membership dues that we charge. So regular fees are $50 Canadian for the year and uh, students, uh, underwaged colleagues, retired colleagues uh, is $35 Canadian a year. (laughs) And so uh, everyone who's participating at Congress already would have you know chimed in for this um but uh for those of you who are listening um don't be surprised if you may receive in the near future um uh, an invitation to join the membership uh community so our membership dues make it possible for us to be affiliated with federation so that is not a certainly not free it is not inexpensive um and so it's pretty bureaucratic uh there are quite a lot of hoops to jump through in terms of our Federation membership but we believe that it brings us a lot of benefits um, in in terms of you know being part of the Congress platform every year and being able to um, uh, give visibility to our presenters as again being part of this national gathering which as Federation calls it is Canada's largest academic gathering. Um, So uh, Julie did you want to jump in there? I just want to add something to uh, avoid like m- misunderstanding
0: about um, membership. That uh, you don't need to be Canadian or yes. uh, and or based in Canada to apply uh, to our annual conference or to become a member of of the association.
2: That that is a change this year. So last year we were sort of focused more on Canada, and then we decided actively this year to open it up to the whole world. So everyone involved in South Asian studies um, globally is uh, very welcome, warmly invited to become a member of CSASA. I was uh,
1: about to quip that um, you know, in open in opening it up to the whole world, isn't that very Canadian? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Well. <laughs> That's that's sort of the idea and and I guess um, maybe uh, just a, a quick note um, uh, about some of the history of the organization um uh the current uh, uh iteration of our group, Hisasa Exesa is yes open globally and um uh, a bilingual french english association uh so we really welcome uh representation um from you know uh 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 uh, all all cohorts and constituents within this. Um, and the current version of this particular association, you know, we're not the first group which has tried to launch. Uh, a, a national association for Canadian South Asian studies. So there are several antecedents to this. Um, most recently, from 2019, uh, Professor Anne Murphy at University of British Columbia um, really spearheaded this initiative with a Shirk Grant, a connection grant, which brought together um, many of us, uh, really for the you know for, certainly in my career for the first time uh, to gather together in Victoria, sorry in Victoria, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, for the 2019 Congress. Um, And then prior to that, um, I wanted to just acknowledge Professor Rita Tremblay, um, who uh, gave a a really uh, helpful overview of some of the earlier antecedents of various South Asian studies associations. So uh, Professor Mathieu Boisvert from uh, UCAM, uh, uh was involved in one iteration of this um and then even before that uh there was a um a sort of a consortium of uh Canadian Asian studies associations which represented East Asia Southeast Asia and South Asia uh and so those uh kind of um uh, uh thrived I think in the 1990s uh, up until the 2000s uh and then uh kind of you know reorganizations happened uh, and uh, they kind of uh, began to wind down. And so in that absence of a national organization, uh, uh, you know, we you know decided to try and push this forward uh, in 2019, 2020, and then of course, COVID hit. Uh, and so um, uh, along with Ajay Rao and uh, Karen Ruffle, uh, and Anne Murphy. Um, uh, uh, and we have been trying to, you know, sort of launch this again. And so it was, uh, it, if I'm not wrong, in 2021, Julie, that you became president of the association, our inaugural president. Uh, and so with uh, Julie's leadership, things have really um, come to finally take shape. So with our first annual meeting last year, and now our second annual meeting in person.
1: Fantastic. Speaking of Ajirawi, what happens to have been my master's advisor uh, at wow, University uh, okay. of Toronto. World.
2: Small world in Canadian <laughs> uh, South Asian studies.
1: Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Um, and, but, uh, but uh, why do I make mention of that? He is, if I'm not mistaken, if I recall correctly, kicking off the conference, his, his presentation. Absolutely. He's on the very first panel. Exactly. Very first presenter for the very first panel. So, so perhaps let's, let's uh, revive this thread of, you know, what, what are the panels like? What, what's some of the content like at the conference?
0: Yes. Um, uh, so so yeah, we're starting the the conference with a panel on um, a title evocations and receptions of desire in premodern South Asia. So we have colleagues from UFT and UBC um, in 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 that panel. Um, and then the second panel will be um, um, fascinating. It's it's on caste and conflict in South Asia. And um, we will start the afternoon with a panel on migration and South Asian experiences. And then we will end the day with um, a panel titled South Asian Cattle, Dairy and the Politics of Social Purification. Um, And so uh, moderated by our colleague Rachel Berger from Concordia University. Um, So that's that's our first day on May 27th. And, and once again, uh, all panels will be um, hybrid. So if you are um, if you are interested to to attend virtually, you can get in touch with us uh, for the how to. Uh, the second day starts with a panel um, titled "From the Post-Colonial to Post-Covid." So we have uh, speakers from the University of Hong Kong, uh, University of Oregon, Université Laval, and New York University, and talking about anything from. Um, uh, Hindu cemetery in Hong Kong to um, to Asian Canadian um, uh, experiences in the context of of the pandemic, and then the second panel will be more uh, focused on literature. So it's titled Scripts, Prints, and North Indian Literary Cultures. Um, and in and no, and then we have our business meeting. So we hope that all members um, will will attend our business meeting so we can discuss. Um, the, how we envision uh, CISASA SSS future and, and uh, talk about all all matters related to the association. On the second day, we'll start the afternoon with, um, actually, Andrea and I are part of this panel, um, a panel uh, titled Reciprocity and Prestations. And then um, followed by, um, <clears throat> I don't have water. I'm so sorry for doing this on a podcast. We're <laughs> fine, we're fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then we will end the day with a panel titled Reimagining Social Justice, South Asian Literature of Resistance. So um, that's the uh, that will be it for the second day. And on the third day, so our, our, our extra day, um, we start with a panel uh, titled Subjectivities and Narrative, followed by a panel uh, titled uh, Esoteric Epics and Narrative Text." And then in the afternoon we have a panel on transgender uh, and queer perspectives. And then in the afternoon we focus very much on we have two roundtables focus on teachings and asking questions. So I think the audience uh, will be very much involved in uh, in the, the really the last afternoon of our conference. So the first roundtable um, is um, titled beginning with us teaching about caste in the colonial classroom. So. Um, this uh, this roundtable is uh, led by Dia da Costa and uh, Shishta Patel, and we will end with the second roundtable titled "The South Asian Studies Classroom: Pedagogical, Social, and Academic Responsibilities." Um, so this roundtable is moderated by uh, my colleague Shobnad Nijavan from York University. So the, the the last afternoon will be really a um, a great like, space a moment for reflection on our responsibilities as um, uh, teachers uh, in South Asian studies. so so that's it that's a, a taster. So if you want more details, the names of the presenters and titles, you can go on our website uh, made by our um, um, our wonderful uh, Sloan uh, Geddes. Who is a PhD candidate in uh, Sanskrit literature works with us. Um, who is part of the organization committee with Timorti uh, Lorndale. So it is um like um, designed the website. So um, you can go and you can find all the details about uh, our schedule. And um, should I should I say the mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the address or no? Yeah, yeah. The, the
1: link you can if you would like. The link will also be in the podcast notes. Oh,
0: wonderful! Okay, so no need to repeat. Um, the,
1: the... Yeah the the link the link for the schedule for the conference uh, comparable to when we do uh, publications. The link for the book. In this case, the conference will be in the podcast notes. We'll also include a note and or link about how to join the listserv. That sounds like a just a fascinating um, and and timely you know timely relevant. Uh, um, lineup of panels. Um so is there anything else about the conference or the process or getting involved uh or the, 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 that we want to touch on?
2: Um I you know just as we're talking I, I guess I was th- reflecting on some of the uh I, I, well I've come up with a list a little list of six points that I think I, are you a scholar <laughs> exactly just googling away so, but yeah, I, I think, you know, if we were going to summarize, you know, ways in which the current iteration of our association is trying to kind of build on former strengths and take things in new directions, again, as Julie mentioned, we're open to all, it's our, you know, we're based in Canada, our focus is in Canada, but we have a global, uh, a, a, a global turn towards a, a, an international cohort of colleagues. Um, Of course, we're bilingual and so we want to have this as you know a key element of our association identity. Um, I think that we're deeply committed to the idea of having hybrid uh, virtual and in person um, mode of um, both sharing knowledge, um, including people uh in whatever way works best for them so that we can be as inclusive as possible. And so you know, regardless of COVID, regardless of kind of you know what will come and go, we we you know foresee ourselves as remaining committed to hybrid formats. Um, uh, and um uh earlier iterations of South Asian studies in Canada have been more focused on South Asia as a place and a region. And so I think our focus is not just on people who happen to be in Canada working on South Asia, but is transnational and diaspora focused so that we can think about ourselves as being part of global South Asia um, insofar as that is a thing. Um, uh, And of course, uh, you know, we have, um, uh, you know, this... uh, um, how to put it diplomatically, very important, uh, but you know, uh, you know, somewhat cumbersome relationship with federation. And so um, you know, we've gone back and forth about this many times, but uh um, you know, the you know, the the, the value of say having an independent organization or trying to, you know, sort of have this house at a particular university. Um, but again, the the, the federation really is the association which works at a national level. And so, you know, despite the um, uh challenges sometimes uh in you know in in making sure that our association processes are in line with federation expectations. Um that is you know the the last sort of really main thing that I think distinguishes uh you know our, our current iteration of the association. Um, and uh, Julie, I'm so glad you mentioned Sloan Geddes and Tim Warndale, uh, who have been for the last two years uh, working so hard alongside us uh, as a part of the Congress Organizing Committee. Um, and I also wanted to mention Shondeep Shaka from Athabasca University, yes. who made it possible for us to have this listserv, which, you know, again, serves all of our membership. Uh, and he is also part of the original steering committee um, from
1: 2019. So Fantastic. So for those of you listening... Check out the links. Check out, uh, check out this, this fascinating and important new development uh, in terms of this, this Canadian-based but um, globally welcoming conference that's hybrid. Uh, check it out as a potential contributor, or as a potential attendee, or just someone who wants to be um, in the know about important developments pertinent to our field of study. Um, exciting times, indeed. Thank you both for reappearing on the podcast today and thank you for your work in 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 in, in bringing this to fruition and really supporting its flourishing because clearly it's flourishing i mean, it's in short in its short life thus far and i imagine that that will only continue so thank you very much
2: right thank
1: you very much okay so until next time well keep listening and keep nerding out and or attending uh conferences pertaining to indian religions take care